Hey guys, welcome back to the Alpha Artist Podcast, official podcast of digital and creative media works, where each week we take some from pop culture and try to break it down to better understand it. My name is David. Hello, my name is Ben. Didn't mean to kick you. Um, no, but you did. <laughs> we're just playing footsies well, under the table. Yeah, but it's very aggressive footsies. Um, look, we're back for another week of the show. and I Oh, thought, wow, really? Hey, it's us. We're here. Um, another week. And in true us- Week 100 and- That's more than that. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, don't even think about it. Um, in true us fashion, a game, we, a game that we like came out, so we thought- what better way than to keep our schedule than by pushing everything else back by a week to fit it in, which is what we've done. Uh, because this week we're talking about the reinvention of Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, and by extension, the reinvention of the Cells franchise. Wow. Yes. Wow, this is a very original comparison to make, David. To what? The Cells series? Yes. We've never done it before with any other game that's similar. No. So why would we start? Kira Shadows Die Twice, 2019 follow-up to Bloodborne by Japanese game developer from Software. Yeah, but is it? Well, I think it's, it's more not, of It's not, David. It's the sequel to the famed game, uh, Sekiro, Shadows Die, Die Only Once. Once. I think it's, I don't know if it's a, it's more of a predecessor to, it's, sorry, it's more of a sequel, like a spiritual <laughs> successor to Bloodborne the Dark Souls. I'd Man, say. I disagree in every way. Why? It's a completely new game. The spiritual, like what I'm talking about, is like it's so we can get kind of get get stuck into it. <laughs> do you want to do the synopsis before we start arguing? Yeah, okay. Yeah, how about we do that? <laughs> Fine, if we must. Um, okay, you play as Sekiro, the shinobi wolf raised by Owl to be a killing machine charged with defending the divine heir Kuro. When Kuro is captured twenty years after the war by Jinichiro, as he seizes control of Ashina. As Sekiro, you must battle against the forces of the land, learning of the dragon blood in your heritage that allows you to return again and again, but at a cost. As you grow closer to the castle in the heart of Ashina, you must finally decide what is more important, duty or loyalty. As far as- and it's, it's like Dark Souls. <sighs> yeah. But um, it's not. I think we'll start with- You know it's not. I think we'll start with what it is. Don't give me that fucking attitude. <laughs> Don't give me that fucking attitude, Ben. I think we'll start with what it is, and then we'll go from there. Sure. Because I've got a few things lined up. I want to talk about dudes in armor. Um, that's going to be my big sticking point for this one. Sure. Um, and then we'll talk about some basic quality of life improvements, but we might start with the quality of life improvements, just because it sure. is made by the same guys that did the Souls in the Bloodborne series. Yes. Um, so as with the other games, it doesn't necessarily like totally reinvent the wheel. It just takes what's there and then makes it much better. Changes... But it's like... Here's, here's the th- no, we'll get into it later. We'll get into it in a bit. Um, so a lot, of the, a lot of the Soul series is determined by how healing functions. That tends to be a big yeah, focus of the game. Yeah, it's a huge part of the game. Yeah. Um, Dark Souls 3 neatly solves Dark Souls 2 healing issues by, re- by creating this idea of being embered, um, which was where rather than just being human, you were, when you were embered, you were not only stronger, but you had more health. It wasn't that when you died, you got less health. It was just you had more available to you yeah. when you were embered. It felt a bit more fair than when you Dying die, it gets harder. And you, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Dark Souls 2 solved Dark Souls 1 issue of having to backtrack through every single level by just giving you teleportation and making better linear levels. Or at least giving you teleportation giving earlier. Teleport- yeah, there's <laughs> definitely more linearity in Dark Souls 2. In fact, it's probably the most linear of the Souls games, I'd say. Then, you know, Bloodborne fixed shields by just getting rid of them, <laughs> um, yeah. which is, yeah. like, really smart. Yeah. And um, it meant that you you tended to play the game in a way that was more enjoyable and yeah. conducive. To it's, very, it's very easy to play Dark Souls in the most boring way possible. It's which really is... hard to play Bloodborne in a boring way. Yeah. You can, but it's really difficult. Like, you yeah. have to get a specific long gun and you have to be really careful. And it's like, it's done. <laughs> no, yeah. Right? It's no one does it. Sekiro is interesting to me because it doesn't necessarily fix anything because it didn't really... There was nothing too fixed at this point. Whereas, you know, Dark Souls 3 and Bloodborne are just different enough. They don't quite feel the same. Sekiro is totally its own creation. 
even again, like even from Bloodborne. It takes a lot of the things <clears throat> Bloodborne did well, which was like that idea of instead of having Dark Souls 200,000 weapon options, it was like there's four or five weapons, but they had alternate modes and combinations of things yeah. where they trick weapons. Where Sekiro takes that to the next level, and it's like you have one weapon. You have a sword. You have and some other things. And then you have some other <laughs> options with the secondary attack based on your um, prosthetic arm. Yeah. But, it, uh, but like, again, it makes you play the game in a way that's fun, which is focusing on parrying and these, this kind of dueling mechanic that, that is created. It still has some of those quality of life improvements like teleportation. Um, but again, it works, on, it works on trying to alleviate the biggest flaws of the other games by making you very mobile and giving you the ability to just, like, move around very quickly and in an yeah. interesting way. But it is interesting because it does remove one of the the series key friction points which is like that movement where yeah the and and getting around a space you, like made, a- you made the comment when we were playing that in dark souls or at least the original series one of the things that it does really well is it like you are forced to deal with the gameplay scenario in the way that the devs the put it into designers that hallway, put it into basically yeah. whereas this not necessarily not at all almost yeah you just kind of you know you can there's so much movement and so much freedom given to you that you can you still, you you know, you still have to take each combat scenario as it comes. It's just combat scenarios instead of being, all right, you're in a corridor and there's a skeleton at the end of the corridor. Mm-hmm. Your combat scenario becomes, all right, there's this big area with a bunch of buildings and we've just scattered it with dudes. There's a lot more, like, like ranged attacks are just, like, actually problematic rather than just being annoying, yeah. uh, as we saw when we were playing. And got, they just snipe you out I of the sky. Out like, it's insane. Yeah. Um, so it means that you, you, the space that you have to worry about is so much larger in each combat scenario. But, yeah, it means that you don't have... You, that you, it can't really do the same kind of things where, like, in Dark Souls, you would be... Let's say you're, like, in... Like you're in, like, a building of some sort, and you know that... You know, you just need to be like, you just need to get across this bridge. Mm-hmm. But the bridge is like gone out and it's like an hour long trip yeah. to like to get to the around. other side of this bridge. And then when you do, you drop like a plank and then you, you can, can cross it. And you're like, oh, my God, that like that's so it's satisfying. But in, in Sekiro, it's just like yeah, you kind of just it's get a gone. you kind of just get through the area and then you just have a new area. It makes it feel a bit breezier as far as like a pacing goes, because. At least I noticed from the way that I play it, because I'm I'm still trying to get out of the Dark Souls headspace. Which yes, when you watch those that let's play that we're doing, one of the things that I struggle with early on is I'm kind of trying to circle dodge a lot instead of parrying because I'm used to like Bloodborne and Dark Souls. Yeah, but it's not that. It's like you you should parry because it's the best way to defeat enemies. Yeah, but even from a movement perspective, I'm still not taking full advantage of that because I'm still in that headspace of like, well, it's a Dark Souls game. Yeah, so I'm still like, well, is the enemy facing that way? I'm going to try and get around him. Rather than the game, which goes, you can get above him. Like, that, the first boss that we encountered, which is um, not actually the first boss of the game, but, you know, the, the sort of first boss up to the big tutorial area. I watched someone else play that, and they kind of snuck around the edge, got on the thing above him, and then jump, jump hit him, and t- took him out of one thing immediately. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, that would have been much, that was a much smarter move. <laughs> yeah. But what was interesting is the way that I did it. I learned so much about the game by hitting my head against that wall. Right. And that's, I think, the core of what the series has over everything else. Is that another game like saying like a dead space? If you if you came upon a boss scenario and um and th- th- those bosses are very fairly scripted in phases and things like that, they're more like Japanese bosses than <coughs> the Dark Souls bosses are. Where like you know you get it through stage one, then it changes to stage two, and you get killed at stage two because like different animations or different patterns or whatever. It's a Mario boss. It's a Mario boss. Yeah. Whereas I think the Soul series has always been good. I mean, to a lesser extent, Dark Souls one, but in general, really good at 
understanding what makes boss fights interesting, which is they should teach you how to play the game better. Right. Their job isn't to just be enemies with more health. That's always a part of it, but I think... I was reflecting on Dark Souls 2 when I was writing my notes for this one, because I think this game and Dark Souls 2 have a lot in common. You primarily fight dudes in armor. They're relatively linear as far <coughs> as the pacing is concerned. Despite Sekiro being a bit more open, it's still really linear. You probably didn't notice because you're not the one playing it, but it's fairly yeah. linear with the way it directs you. And it has that issue of the bosses are just pretty much guys. Not that issue, but it has that, that tendency. So it, they have a lot of comparisons, which is weird to me because you wouldn't think that they would dip into the game that everyone disliked the most <laughs> for their new project. Like, That's because it's a very different game, David. It's Because it's not a Dark Souls game. Yeah, fine, okay. Let's talk about dudes in armor and then you can whinge about how you don't think it's a Dark Souls sure. game. The headline that I've given this section is Jeepers Creepers, where'd you get those toxic cunts? Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so a big criticism of Dark Souls 2 is the dudes in armor problem where a lot of... And it it's primarily stems from Matthew Matosis, uh Matthew Matosis's. He's got an S in the last name. I don't like it. Matthew Matosis. Matthew Matosis. <laughs> Matthew Matosai. Matthew, Ma- Matthew Matosis's criticism of the Dark Souls 2 game was like an hour-long video um, where he one of his biggest complaints is that 90% of the enemies you fight are just similar-looking guys in armor, yeah. right? And it stemmed from an experience in Dark Souls 1 where players were awed by some of the scale and uniqueness of the enemies in that first game. And whilst I understand that, a lot of the big enemies aren't fun to fight once you understand how they work. So, for instance, the Hydra in Darkroot oh, Basin fuck. is one of the worst enemies in the oh game. Oh, my God. Because the Hydra. It, fuck the Hydra. It kills you the first 40 hours yes. you're playing the game. And you're then after like, a while, what? you realize that if you just stand in front of it and don't move, it can't hit you. Yeah. And that's not good boss design. <laughs> and even, like, the first real boss, which is that big Tauros demon that you fight on the bridge is easily surpassed by a much smaller version of that same boss in a very small side room nearby. And that, to me, like, if the if the big boss, that's like the cinematic thing where you have to do that big drop. Capra Demon! The Capra Demon. We do the big Fucking drop on its Capra, head. yeah. And you kill it, you take it down. That's how you beat most of the bosses in Dark Souls 1. You right. just find a high point... Just fucking drop down in it. I guess the tutorial teaches you. That. But it's like not it's not that's not a fun way of playing the game. Whereas when you fight that first little Taurus demon, which is in a side room in that area, it fucks you up like every time. Like it's yeah. so hard to you have to learn how to parry. That boss teaches you to parry. The other one doesn't teach you anything, just teaches you to look for plunge points. Yeah. Like that's not I don't know. It, I always climb up that ladder. Yeah. <laughs> I always do it. I try and play it the fun way now, but even now every now and then I succumb to yeah. the ladder. I, I think the other thing I, th- I threw dung over the top. For the Capra Demon. Um, I'm not afraid to admit that. Wow. I chucked the dung. I mean, you know, this even goes to the extent where Dark Souls 1 seemed to know these bosses were bad, where the main boss of its first DLC is Artorius. A guy yeah, in armor. a guy in armor. The yeah. guy in armor. Oh, yeah. He's the, the guy- big boy guy yeah, in armor. He's the guy in armor fight that everyone goes, that's the best fight in the Soul series. Yeah. And it's still true, because it's still the best fight in the Soul series. Yeah. And that's saying something that it's just a guy in armor with a sword. Wow. It's almost like it's almost these like... games know what they're doing. <laughs> um, and yeah, I don't know. Matthew Pertuzzi will probably put out a video on Sekiro and probably criticize the same thing. Guys um, in armor. Because he just doesn't like dudes in armor, which I totally get. Like, I get. I it's get. Fine. And then but it's, it's, a, it's a personal preference. It's, it's a personal preference. I don't know if it's necessarily a valid criticism of what they're trying to do. In the same way that if you played like a Monster Hunter game and you complain there weren't enough guys in armor, you like it doesn't quite. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, there's sort of this. Well, I think the Dark Souls is always been weird because so demon souls the, the first first one just didn't really know what it was doing mm-hmm. it's kind of a weird one um it puts you in a lot of like large scale fights 
Like, it'll do a lot of, like... It'll, uh, it'll be, like, a huge boss and then 12 minions. Yeah, it'll do a lot of, like, um... Kind of like the bridge in Dark Souls 1, the dragon. It'll do a lot of that kind of thing. Where it's yeah. like, this is the worst part of the game. Um, but, like, it's Demon Souls, so it's like, no one cares. And, like, yeah, Dark Souls 1 has... It just kind of, just kind of, I think it just kind of lucked out. It has a good balance where most yeah. of the, most of the fodder are just dudes in armor or skeletons in armor, skeletons without armor, mm-hmm. uh, weird globby things, rats, yeah, fuck the rats. rats. You get past the rats pretty quick, but it's mostly just like skeletons, yeah. boys. Or like bandit type enemies. Yeah, yeah. just weird enemies you know just it, things it's i think it's, it's a lot of it's like environmental like it's less a case of oh i have to fight this guy and more a case of like oh i actually have to get over there and then fight I him get there or like now i fight him i just fuck him up there's it's some fine. monsters that live here and i have to get through them and it's like the the dragons are cool i like the dragons in dark yeah, souls one it's fine um and I th- so i think dark souls one just sort of hit that that sort of like good balance but i mean there's a reason why people play this shit out of the pvp in these games mm. Because the the combat system of Dark Souls works really well mm. when it's just one versus one, mano a mano, boy on boy, armor on armor, fuck yeah. spells, no drinky drinky. You just play swords clash, even whip your dick out. To be honest, I don't even mind playing. And then put your dick away and put your sword <laughs> out instead. Game. I don't I don't mind terribly when people use spells in those games because I think Dark Souls one or actually Dark Souls three is the best example where. They become a lot of them are very combative based. Like they'll they'll give you a different type of attack you can do. And also, Dark Souls, still- yeah, Dark Souls three gives you mana, which is I think I commented about this when we played it. But it's like, oh, it gives everyone a spell. Like you don't have yeah. to just you don't have to put like a bunch of points into faith yeah. to get heal. You can just get heal. Get heal. It, the I, I guess the the thing that makes it work, and it seems obvious, but it's that you're fighting someone that theoretically has access to the same resources. And it's how you use those resources and how uh, how you practice your skill that defines whether you win or lose. And like I think Dark Souls three, speaking of the transition between one and two, three solves all of that problem really, really, really neatly. Yeah. By having a ton of dudes in armor bosses who have a secondary stage. So that's a Kira is a completely different video game. We're getting to it, but the thing that so in in Dark Souls three you get the thrill of facing off against an equal opponent. And then, because a, a big theme of that game is, like, this darkness that's corrupting the land. And then it's sort of... The final boss is literally just a guy that just changes between different types of weapons. Yeah. There's, and a lot of the bosses are just kind of, do, like, kind of knight-type knight guys. Ooh. But then they'll have, like... A, the dances? But they'll power up, like, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. every... All of... It's it's almost, like, completely different to Dark Souls 1, where it's, like, mostly guys in arm... Like, most of the fodder is just kind of, like, generic monsters, and then all the bosses are weird things. Mm-hmm. Dark Souls 2 is just that hard line, everything's a dude in armor. Yeah. Whereas Dark Souls 3, it's just like, all right, we got we got dudes in armor, we got some weird shit, like the frogs. Yeah. <laughs> but like most of the big bosses are just interesting guys in armor. Yeah, they're, or, they're, or they're, they're guys in armor with like a cool twist or, a, or an interesting gimmick. Yeah. Like something that makes you play it differently. Like the dancer, the best boss in Dark Souls history. Which one's, also, the, which one's the dancer? It's the one in the... Uh, it's the one in the cathedral when you kill the person sitting in the cathedral to get oh. this to get the stairs Dance to come down. Dancer of the Boreal Valley. Dance- yeah, Pat, oh. Pat's right. Okay, you it's not in the Boreal Valley though. It's, it's of the just Boreal. of the Boreal Valley. It's why it's weird. You're like, this isn't the Boreal Valley. But it's a cool. It's a really again it's like one of the best fights in Dark Souls. And the reason I wanted to kind of talk the through fire that boys. is that we fight each other. One of the <laughs> well, the other and the other thing too is you know you can parry them. Obviously, hmm. Bloodborne fixed this by making everything parryable and giving you a gun that parries things. Bloodborne's different. Let's, talk, let's not talk about Bloodborne. But, well, I... Because Secure is completely the different. The point game. I'm trying to make 
got to settle down because I'm getting there. <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is that these games have been an iterative experience with From Software, working out what what not just what works the best for like a gameplay perspective, but what is the most fun way to play the style of game they make. Sure. Sekiro does this crazy fucking thing where it goes, no, 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 the main thing is going to be parrying. And you go, okay, well, you guys have done that before. And it's like, no, you don't understand. Like, you parry or you get hit. Like, the, if, you, if you miss a parry, sometimes you block. Sometimes. But that act of taking... You, it's you, just a bad parry. It's just a bad parry, right? And yeah. that actually... You, you have that, that bar where you can only parry so much, then they can yeah. break it. Because you can only block so much, then they break your guard. Yeah. So it introduces a really interesting mechanic. Where in Dark Souls, throughout that whole franchise, you had the stamina bar that determined <coughs> how much you could block an attack and that sort yeah. of thing. Instead, Sekiro says, well, actually, you can attack as much as you want. You can just keep, ba- like, hammering a guy. Yeah. The thing you have a limited resource in is defense, so it encourages you to immediately be aggressive. Yeah. So when I picked up that game, and you saw it when we were playing, yeah. you just carved through dudes. <clears throat> you you cut a swath through these guys, because you, you walk up to them, you parry the first one, you go bang, bang, you parry the second one, and you fucking kill them. Yeah. And it's this, this locomotive combat that is so different to everything we've seen. It is so different. You want to know why it's different? Because it's not a Dark Souls game. You haven't played any Platinum games, <laughs> which is why I know you've fallen to this trap. Oh, sweet summer child, you have not played the Bayonetta. You have not played the Devil May Cry. You do not understand where this game comes from. You're talking this whole, oh, it's like Dark Souls. Like this is the fucking ship of Theseus or some garbage. <laughs> this is not a Dark Souls. It's, it's from software. It's their take on the Bayonetta's. It's their take on the Devil May Cry. The reason why you can just keep attacking because you can just keep attacking. That's how action games work. You know, like this is, it's, it's their, this isn't the, this isn't, oh, Dark Souls, six. It's, it's their take. It's a, it, like, again, this is like, this is from software doing a, oh, it's the Dark Souls of X. It's mm-hmm. their take on the sort of Japanese action brawler game. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And I'm correct about this. I mean, I'm kind of, gonna, except that it's based let... on their previous game, Tenchi, but sure. Yeah! <laughs> I like you try to flex on me like you know Dark Souls better than I do. But, well, I the- don't. But I, I know other video games better than you. Yeah, uh, what I'm saying... Okay, what I'm saying is that it was based on Tenchi, which is a game that they made back in 1998. Yes, Which I'm is aware. very similar. Yeah. So what but, I... No, I, but, I, I agree. <laughs> but I think I think it's a crucial comparison because it's a game that is so baked in with that... Di- it's got fucking bonfires. Like, here's the thing. But you, it's, you, you, it's so easy to fall into the trap of just, like, a game having bonfires and being like, oh, it's like Dark Souls. But it's like the bonfires just serve as save points. I understand that. They're just checkpoints. They're under- just <laughs> that you you teleport between them. It's a level select. I'm not saying it's a. I'm not saying it's a Souls game. It's an RPG. Yes. Oh well, yes. The issue. Dark Souls games are also RPGs. Yeah, but this one like has a skill tree, which is weird. <laughs> it has a skill tree. Like <laughs> the, okay, just it's a it's a platinum's game game. When you talk about like well what, like from a gameplay perspective, what makes it fun? Um. A lot of, and we can, we were talking about it, like feeling a lot like Assassin's Creed, just from like a visual and yeah. mechanical perspective, um, which is very similar to AC Odyssey, which is the game with the most mechanics. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen a screenshot or like a gameplay of someone playing that. There's like 20,000 icons on the screen. Things on the screen, yeah. And it's like, it gives me a migraine, like watching yeah. that shit. And you, this is like the opposite, where there's like three things. One of them's a health bar. Yeah. The other one is probably not there most of the time. Uh, one of the coolest things, actually, is I was, I was watching a Japanese dude who's, like, a long-time, like, he was, like, one of the bigger Dark Souls, like, speedrunners. Yeah. And he's playing Sekiro with the HUD off. 
Oh, it's yeah. It's crazy That's to watch. Yeah. And it's like, because it encourages you to not rely on the Defense. parry. You just have yeah. to be good. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what, what it is about the way that they develop their combat systems, but it seems to be they, they pick one key thing. So in this one, it's like, okay, well, this this idea of always attacking and trying not to defend if you can help it is so different than, say, like, you know, your Assassin's Creed Odyssey or whatever, where it's like, okay, you have this... I, I guess it's ironic, too, because those games copied Dark Souls for a long time. Like, a lot of those big action games wanted to be... Yeah, because they... Like, Assassin's Creed started with its kind of just, like, weird system of just kind of waiting. system? Yeah, you that just... first game, you really couldn't attack. You no, had you just kind of wait yeah. and counter and then attack and then counter and attack. It was just kind of boring. It's weird. And then, like, the Batman games happened. They were like, oh, we gotta let people attack. Uh, okay. By doing QT. <laughs> yeah, so they added actually attacking mm-hmm. to like unity <laughs> well the, the <laughs> unity is like the first game that for me like you actually can attack no you're right ac well ac3 is when they basically reinvented it it was a fencing system not a uh combat system where right. they, they designed it around fencing well like, you still can just kind of wait but it. even like the best of the assassin's creed games like brotherhood um four, four is the counter system brotherhood's mm. the counter system um Brotherhood to a lesser, ex- uh, sorry, uh, four to a lesser extent. But it's interesting though. I, like I keep coming back to this when I'm thinking about these AAA games. AC Origins and Odyssey were like a floaty kind of fast-paced version of like a Dark Souls-style combat, where you did a lot of sidestepping and dodging and countering and like blocking and parrying and stuff. And then from software, we're like, oh, actually, we're done with that for right now. We're gonna go do this other thing yeah. while you guys keep trying to replicate that thing <laughs> you can't seem to nail. Yeah. And we'll talk about it, I guess, when we discuss Ashen, but. There's something about that formula of the original Souls games that is so fucking unique to the way that they developed that world that trying to replicate that in any way just oh, doesn't I mean, work. There's been so many attempts to remake Dark Souls mm. that have just, like, fallen on their face. But, I, like, again, I think there's a lot here from these fucking Platinum games. Mm. Like, I don't want to keep... Cut, like, and, like, Metal Gear Revengeance. Well, like, well, explain then, because all you've done is say that it is so, with, with little to no evidence. So, if you... So, like, imagine, like, old school, like, 16-bit brawlers. Mm-hmm. It's like your Ninja Turtles, your Double Dragon. Ooh, it's double like, dragon. imagine that, but, like, modernized in a 3D space where instead of just the... I guess the up-down, left-right was mm-hmm. 2D. You're actually in, like, an arena, and sort of focusing on the idea of your character has this set of abilities. They have a sort of weapon, basically. <clears throat> so Bayonetta has her her guns and her punches and her kicks and stuff, and Devil May Cry has his guns and his punches and kicks. Um, and he has a sword. And I, it's- I did play the worst. I did play the one that everyone hates, DMC. DMC. I really liked yeah, it. That's probably the worst example really of a Platinum game. But it's, it's basically those games revolve around the idea of they'll put you into a combat situation, They'll throw a bunch of enemies that will have usually quite sort of simplistic kind of attack structures where, you know, they're they're quite easy to dodge, but, like, they can overwhelm you if you kind of lose track Mm -hmm. of where you are and where things are happening. And it's usually, like, camera's perspective is usually quite zoomed out. It's not like a third person thing. It's usually like a like an arena running around, yeah. kind of top down. And you do like a lot of combos. And stuff. Yeah, that's the big thing is sort of the uh... the flow between being able to do all these different attacks. And like every now and then they'll be like, oh, here's like a special type of attack you can use, and like it'll be used in certain situations. So Ninja... And there'll usually be like a range of Ninja Gaiden, Ninja Gaiden, but more flowy and less Combo-y. kind of or... <laughs> more, more combaty, but less. No, I, like I said, less combo-y. Or more combo. More combo-y. Where Ninja Gaiden kind of, it'll 
Ninja Gaiden's kind. If we if we have the spectrum of mm-hmm. in terms of how clunky a combat system is, mm-hmm. if on one side we have Dark Souls, yeah. on the other side we have like Bayonetta. Yeah. Ninja Gaiden's probably kind of in the middle, a bit yeah. more the Dark Souls, but I think Sekiro manages to hit. It, it it's it's definitely taking parts of it like it just mm. it really does feel like it but i think because they you know they made dark souls they're able to kind of and you know if you've got a ninja guide and kind of experience where it's like oh it's really hard if you make a mistake you'll get your ass kicked a lot of the mistakes i made when i was playing through those games was like it just <laughs> you just press the wrong button yeah or like the games didn't super work all the time yeah. very well yeah whereas they were like well let's let's go somewhere else let's this isn't a line. This is a circle. We're going to go in the other direction. It, yeah. From from all, we're not going to go towards Dark Souls. We're going to go so far away from Dark Souls. It's going to be a bit like Dark Souls. Yeah. And then we're just going to throw in the tropey shit that Dark Souls has because it's kind of just what we yeah. like. What, for me, I feel like things like the things like the bonfires, things like the like. That when you die, it says death, but you can respond sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like things like that to me are so like they're not integral. They're not an integral part of Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. They're they're just the coins from Mario. Well, they're, they're more like it's the like sa- oh, you got to have a Mario game with coins. They're more like they're, they're like the caps in Fallout. Where yeah, it's, like, it's 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 a system that like oh, it was in one of the games, and Bethesda went, oh, that's that's a Fallout looking yeah, thing. It's it's the difference between genre when we're talking about like story it's mm-hmm. the difference between like genre and, and narrative structure where where narrative well, where am i going to put bonfires uh, genre no, bonfires would be structure. bonfires would be well because bonfires don't always look like bonfires they'd be more like narrative structure yeah because whereas- they form a beat in the narrative it'd be like yeah. the, the hero's journey you could argue like each beat of that is a bonfire because it's a right. check-in point. So, like, we, we've we got those bonfire narrative structures. Right. Whereas, whereas an Flask is more like a, <clears throat> a, a It's like a genre, genre thing, thing. It's like, I'm going to switch. It's like, it's like set, I'm going to have some healing. Yeah. Which, to me, that, that's interesting. Whereas, like, Secure, it's like it has that narrative narrative structure. It has the structure of the bonfires and the and the going through and, and the, the fighting bosses. Yeah. But the, the gameplay, the genre of it is so different and that, that's kind of probably where i'm coming more from uh, where it's just like i'm really just like like i i see where this genre is kind of where it's taking it's intersection i i see where it's kind of yeah. taking its influence from to the point where i think it's more important <laughs> than the narrative structure now compared to dark souls where i think the the narrative structure the things like the bonfires are so integral to the genre where it's like the 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 way the bonfires kind of link in with the story where it's like you know the whole idea of dying but then like coming back and mm-hmm. things like that it's like that's such a big part of the story of dark souls and i guess sekiro the whole shadows died twice thing yeah. but yeah i don't think it's as important i think that's just like a that's like oh your character is just a bit special rather than oh this is a world where dying and coming back is an integral part of life it's more a case of like oh your secure dude's just a bit special because he's a yeah. s- not a samurai he's a shinobi i wonder how much of that set because again we're not very i'm not really like passe with anime and stuff like that so yeah. same with like the japanese brawler genre i guess just because like i don't know i grew up on first person shooters and stuff yeah. so <laughs> no i've only really recently sort of touched yeah those kind of games it does it does kind of I don't know when when I'm working. I don't know when we're working with genres stuff like that, and particularly like when you touch on 
the more heady bullshit where like it's like the contemporary genre theorists like coin and pressfield and people like that right where they like they want everything to fall into these categories but they're yeah. like, well, the categories is then on stationary all that shit and you're like eh, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's cool that it, it's just cool that this company that's been known for doing the same thing for a long time can make a thing that feels enough like what they've been doing that no one went this is blasphemy like I've, i haven't heard many people and again i'm not I'm not in the forums right i'm not like in, yeah you know, i'm not waist deep in the discourse at the moment um, but people aren't crying wolf and being like, oh, well, this is nothing like a Souls game. It, it has enough of that tone and vibe and and, and a lot in co- enough in common with it that you go, oh, this is familiar, but there's enough different borrowed from that other genre that, yeah, that it feels new. It's not like with, oh, like when, when uh, like Watch Dogs and Watch Dogs 2 came out when people were like, oh, this is just Assassin's Creed. It's bad GTA. <laughs> yeah, like people were like, oh, like you actually, and like when people started realizing like the Ubisoft formula, mm-hmm. where like all of their games, like that Far Cry, yeah. Assassin's Creed, uh, mm-hmm. the Watch Dogs, the this, that, and the other, all of their big open world AAA games, they're just mm-hmm. like, oh, they're all just kind of the same. But like people yeah. don't consider that like a cool thing. People are like, oh, it's a, it's a Ubi game. <laughs> it's not like a, not like in the same sense where it's like a Souls like or like a Souls game. Yeah, we get weird these that days. that isn't the case. Do you think why? Well, maybe it's just the way that the Souls games leverage those things. People aren't complaining. They're in it. Like, but you're kind of right. Like everyone goes, well, every Assassin's Creed game is the same. Every Dark Souls game kind of, kind of. Oh yeah, I mean it's. I mean they're the same. They're from the same series. Like it makes sense. And like Bloodborne at the time was just like, oh, it's just it's a natural. It's a cool spinoff for the PS4 exclusive, which I'm still salty about. And (laughs) it's why I bought a PS4. So it worked (laughs) on someone. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I guess with this game, if you know, it's it's going to be interesting if they kind of you know what do they do? Are they are they going to do a Sekiro two, Bloodborne two? I don't know. Like can they go back like it's the kind of thing where it's like i feel like it would almost be a disservice if they went all right dark souls 4 which they're not because they've said they won't but they might but even if they're like a bloodborne 2 you're like i don't do we need a bloodborne 2 like i think they'll just keep winging new shit till they get bored yeah it seems like what they do kind of like platinum games okay (laughs) look you made your point um i i i I, I agree with with your point. It's just not, it's not something that I would have come at. Yeah. That's not a perspective I have. So and I screamed I, it at you. Yeah, like you a <laughs> yelled it until child. I was like, "Fine, <laughs> I agree with you. Just be quiet." <laughs> not exactly the academic discourse they demanded <laughs> at university, but I'll take it. Mm. Um, there's certainly something to be said for franchises that are able to kind of grab something that's a really cool, like, solid foundation and just keep doing new stuff with it and. It's kind of why you see, like, the difference between, like, okay, you know, Dark Souls 3 came out. It's pretty similar to Dark Souls 2, but it's different enough that it that people aren't, that are like, this isn't a cash grab or whatever. Yeah. Same thing with, like, you know, the difference between, you know, Fallout 3 and Fallout 4 versus Fallout 4 versus Fallout 76. There's definitely, that there's something that happens where people can sense that there's something missing when it's not quite there. Yeah. Like, if this, I think if this, if Sekiro was like more similar to bloodborne where it was like it was still fast paced and stuff and like but like you only had the one weapon but mm-hmm. like that was kind of it it was still like a bloodborne game i think people would be like oh no there's a from software formula people would start sort of being like oh it's formulaic oh, okay whereas i yeah. think now because you know they've just kind of been like nah we're just gonna we're just gonna fuck <laughs> just gonna, we're just gonna fuck it up gonna wing it um we're just gonna throw shit at the wall i think i think they've yeah, they've changed enough to where, at least in terms of like popular discourse, they've mm-hmm. they've dodged the inevitable bullet of being successful, which is 
you get people clapping back at you for my mm. you're not doing anything original i think too and you touched on it before and this is like probably a big fault of mine is that dark souls in general is a bit like a lot of other sh- a lot of other stuff that gets overanalyzed a lot because it does attract a certain element of the je internet je ne sais quoi. who potentially think that you must be of a certain iq god i wonder who you're talking enjoy about. it they said they also like a certain tv show with a blue haired scientist okay this is where you're going um, right but i i think because of that over over analysis the di- like they've avoided that like big dumb baby cry baby game game same i hate it thing because there's enough people talking about it in a complex way that people are ready for when it's more complicated they're not just sitting there being like oh well this game is good or this game is bad they're willing to engage with it because they've heard some more level of complex discussion before yeah um and that's kind of that's kind of fascinating especially for a game like this that is fairly formulaic in some ways but i'm having a blast playing it and ultimately like from a gameplay perspective and from experience perspective it it's really fucking fun mm. um and it's a good video game yeah and i'm glad that we got to kind of pick apart a bit about the different ways we came at it um yeah and hopefully as we get through and we kind of finish playing the game we can continue um, to disagree yeah we can keep future. disagreeing about it and yelling at each other yeah. um which speaking of which before we do our recommendations mine this week is that <laughs> we are playing through the the whole game on the colby house channel all of it youtube.com video game colby house the whole game we'll do it twice if we have we'll to do it t- <laughs> don't do that we might do it twice we'll see how we go um david david cries twice <laughs> yeah um i've also just started watching peaky blinders which i'm quite enjoying what the it's on netflix fuck um it's real good some real good shit uh do you have any recommendations i do ben's so proud of himself <laughs> uh me and laura have started watching neon jealous neon genesis evangelion uh-huh. um which is a garbage anime but i kind of like it nice what pat just made the biggest just, what face you just what i mean because it's i said it's garbage or because i'm watching it <laughs> It isn't. No, it isn't. No, it's really good. It's 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 something. Um, For those of you keeping score at home, Patches look so disappointed. Look, there are some parts about it that I do not like, but it's it's more of an anime thing rather mm-hmm. than like specific then to this to thing. thing. Um, I, I I do like the robot fights, but they just don't have it enough. There's it's too much existential dread. There's not enough <laughs> robot fighting. I just want I just more want to see rob- some robots punch. I just want to see some robot fights, man. That's what I came for. Um, You're just giving me this weird, <laughs> making me think about like my life, and my feelings. I just want to punch robot boy. I just want to see robots fight. Um, Pranvat. Galadia, sorry, I butchered your name. Suggests try For Honor, the game For Honor, in the chat. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Have, we we toiled around with that in that. the beta. Yeah. I don't know if it's probably. I, I quite I, enjoyed it. I don't like it. I'm sorry. Uh, yikes. Um, I really don't like. I had it. a decent time with it. It wasn't a game for me because it's multiplayer, but I enjoyed it. It should have been the game up my alley because I'm all about like swords and shit. Mm-hmm. But I think I've played a lot of like sword fighting games, and I've played a better sword fighting game called Blade Symphony, which has ruined my just ruined my palate. For sword fighting games, because Blade Symphony is a goddamn masterpiece, and I refuse to play anything else. Ah, I see. Um, no, I love that. Uh, <laughs> very weird, specific opinion that you have. Mm. Uh, where can people find us? Facebook. At DCM. I was like, man, this is early. Yeah. At DCM Luck Social. Normally, I have to like drag you to fucking finish the episode. It, we're already running over. Why uh, are you making this longer? YouTube. YouTube.com slash DCMworks. <laughs> Twitter. At DCM underscore works. Patreon. Patreon.com slash DCMworks. Support us doing this shit every week and support us making other cool stuff. 
tons of behind the scenes. And if you're not watching this live, which some of you are, um, we post our post show every single week, um, which is actually we 20 minutes. We post the post show once we post this show. But then it's after actually, this no, show, it goes it's the up. post show, it which we post because on the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash DCM works. Check out the post show on the Patreon. It actually goes up before. My this. name is it actually goes ben? up <laughs> what the fuck this is why you shouldn't be allowed to drive the post show goes up before this um, oh okay if you're watching this live stick around so it's the the pre post show could you let me end our fucking okay. program please <laughs> if you're watching this live stick around we're gonna be back in five minutes for our for the pre show apparently fucking what do I know <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm at the zoom right by literal fucking see you next week Jesus Christ Ben <laughs> get it together you got too confident is what happened. You got too yellow, you got too confident.